Aloha mai kakou. Welcome to the Hikina Rising podcast held here at Kamehameha Schools, Maui. My name is Eleu Novokov, and I will be your host today for the season finale of the first podcast for our campus. Today, we have a very special guest who has been with us throughout the years, and we're so fortunate to be speaking with him today. And we'd like to welcome our headmaster, Pookula, Dr. Scott Kalei Parker. Welcome. <laughs> Aloha, thank you. <laughs> thank you for that. It's good All to be right. here. Nice to be here as well. Okay, so the first important question that we need to ask you is either pie or cake. Yeah. Which one would you prefer? That's a good way to start. Both. <laughs> okay, good. Apple pie and Chantilly cake. Oh, okay. I like Chantilly. All right. Now we'll, we'll go into maybe childhood. So okay. where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Makawao, um, right off Kealaloa Avenue. Um, yeah, raised there. Uh, my parents still live there. Childhood home is still there. Bedroom is different. Um, but yeah, right here in upcountry. Awesome. And your parents, your mom and dad? Uh, my mom um, is Charlene. She grew up in um, oh, a few places on Maui, but actually in, ended up in Kahului, um, and my dad uh, grew up in Wailuku. Uh, his name is Leland. And they both still live, like I said, in Makawao. Uh, All right. Yeah, right what, did, what did your mom um, and your father do oh. for? My mom worked for the, um, well, she retired from the post office. Uh, she, was, she started off as a mail carrier and then a window clerk. Um, most of her time was at Makawao post office. She was at Pukalani for a little while. And then she did a short stint as... Um, postmaster in Hana for a couple of years uh, when their postmaster had retired. And then my dad uh, retired from the county as a parks uh, maintenance supervisor for East Maui. And um, before that, he worked uh, for a little while out of high school as an um, agent and, and um, baggage handler with Hawaiian. Awesome. Nice yeah. benefits. At the time, yeah. <laughs> I think we were too young to appreciate it, but yeah. yeah. And do you have any siblings? I do. I have one uh, younger sister, Joy. Uh, she lives with her family, um, her husband and her two boys in Wailuku. Uh, we both went to um, elementary school together at Doris Todd. Oh, right And on. then um, for high school, though, she ended up going to Baldwin um, and then uh, went on to Boise State. Right where on. Where she met her husband, actually, uh, who's from Lahaina. Um, and then, yeah, stayed up. they stayed up there for 11 years and then came back home here. And uh, settled in and made babies. Awesome. Awesome. So your sister went to Baldwin, and so you went to a different high school, you're saying, huh? I did. Okay. I went to Maui High. All right. Yeah. Class of 92. 92. Yeah. Okay, so Iniki was blowing around that time. Yeah. Iniki came, uh, yeah, that uh, had to have been summer maybe, or, or towards the end of summer. But I remember um, I was in basic training, um, and I remember Iniki because when I came back home from basic training, my dad had bought a Rottweiler who was born on Kauai during Iniki. So, yeah, it was right funny on. you mentioned that. Wow. Yeah, so, so you were doing basic training. Yeah. In, <laughs> yeah, okay, your service. So I joined the Air National Guard um, when I was a senior. Um, 
yeah, then when I graduated, I went off to basic training and came back home um, and got to uh, serve here on the island um, in Kahului and did that for six years while going to school. Awesome. And then, yeah, um, started teaching and kind of found it a little challenging um, juggling both um, as well as my position in the Air Guard had actually been uh, eliminated. The Air Force was going through a restructuring. So it was actually, it worked out. My enlistment was coming to an end. Um, my teaching career was starting. So at that point, six years was, was a nice investment of time. Um, and I decided to get out. Okay, and then you went towards your teaching, like you said. Yeah, so I, uh, well, I was in the Guard. I went to UA. Actually, I started at what was then MCC. Um, uh -huh. For those that remember. Yes. Um, but yeah, I spent two years at MCC. Uh, tried to get as much as my liberals done as possible. Um, math wasn't a strong point for me, so it was probably good that I did stay at MCC where I could, uh, you know, get into my Math 100 um, after taking some other courses. Same boat. Um, yeah, it was... <laughs> Same uh, boat. I appreciate it now. You know, a lot of people dis... Um, community colleges but I think in retrospect it was a good decision um, definitely saved me money um, and it was nice to be an English 100 with 10 other students versus you know 100 a in a lecture hall yeah um, so after that sorry I'm, I'm rambling on but after that I ended up at uh, Manoa and then uh, finished off um, my bachelor's there um, in secondary PE Okay, so how did you figure out what you wanted to major in <laughs> I don't... while you were, you know, going through? Ooh, yeah, I think in high school I went all over the place. Um, I wanted to be a park ranger like my grandpa. Um, looked at schools in Vermont in forestry, but then that was too expensive. So, you know, reality uh, set in. Um, and then I wanted to be a lawyer, but I didn't want to do school for that long. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then I think, you know... I, I wasn't necessarily an athlete growing up in, in high school. I mean, I did Little League Baseball and swimming. But in high school, it was really about um, my dad coaching and my sister playing. So we were surrounded with um, or involved in basketball. Like, that was our whole family's life. And I think at that point, it made me realize that I think teaching um, and then PE was kind of the best gig, I think, because you could be outside. Mm -hmm. You didn't need to be in a, in a classroom, per se. Um, yeah, and it's just tried to do research as to what that would involve and kind of found that as, as being a, a niche where I was happy. Okay, so and then that became the avenue for you to, you know, your teaching career. Yeah, yeah that was, um, I, I will say this though, it was, I should have done a, a little bit more research because apparently getting a PE job in Hawaii is kind of hard um, because most PE teachers um, retire. <laughs> in their position. Oh, okay. So, um, so when I graduated, I actually had to sub for a semester because um, there were no PE jobs uh, available. I was offered a special ed position, but that really wasn't my, um, my niche and where I felt comfortable. So I did substituting. I actually substituted for Kamehameha schools when they were down uh, by the golf course. The golf course I yeah. remember sharpening um, all of Mrs. Pollock's pencils, oh. um, which, which was fun. Uh, I substituted at Kalama. And then uh, my dad ran across a classmate of his, Curtis Psyche, one day. And uh, he mentioned that they were looking for a PE teacher in Hana. Yeah. Um, I cannot remember her name who was there before me. You might... Um, 
I remember Mr. Purdy was there. And then right after him, there was a lady, and I cannot remember her name, but then she was leaving. So they were looking for a PE teacher. So I was like, Hana, oh, okay. Um, Well, it's a job, and it's still on Maui. So yeah, I ended up in Hana. Um, Little backstory for your hostess, I'm from Hana. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where I will say, you know, that's where I met um, some amazing people who are still friends to this day, including your family. Yes. Um, which I'm very appreciative of. But yeah, I spent two years in HANA teaching PE. Um, what did you health. think about? Um, what did you think about teaching HANA HANA school PE? I, act, I I will say the first year. I think I will say this, and this is this comment is not about HANA per se, but I just think being a new teacher and being the only PE teacher out there mm-hmm. was a little hard. Because you had all grade levels, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't have anybody necessarily to to. Um, talk to and to um, network with, um, mm-hmm. brainstorm things with, like, am I doing this right or wrong? Like, it was kind of just thrown to the wolves in a good way, but I appreciate the community. You know, they're very um, warm and embracing and, and, and more than willing to, to be involved with their kids and, and supportive. Um, so that was helpful. And we were small. I mean, everybody knew everybody on campus pretty much. So yeah, there was that kind of support. I remember when we first met you, uh, I was in the seventh grade. And you came in and you brought a very nice structure to, to the program because you're like, one thing, we're going to give you guys uniforms and just how we played PE from, from elementary to now. It was in our clothes, slippers on the hands, and run. But yeah, that was that was a really nice way of the program evolving. So yeah, thank you. Well, that. we were trying. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have felt this way because, I mean, Hana has existed before me and will exist after me. But it was like, okay, poor thing, these kids. They're playing in the same clothes they came to school in, and they're getting all sweaty, and then they gotta go to class. Yeah, it was new. Next, it was it, it was know? exciting for us as the elementary kids or middle school kids because yeah. yeah, we didn't do that before. So that was really neat. And that was a learning curve for me. I mean, my background wasn't elementary. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting to, to be exposed to that and really, um, yeah, digging deep in the toolbox for like, okay, how do I teach an elementary kid tumbling, you know, or yeah. or that kind of stuff and just get them to love to move. Yeah. So I don't think that's the first choice of a lot of people <laughs> is to, to want to move and be active. But yeah, it was an amazing two years. And um I, I wasn't necessarily looking to leave um, Hana, but um, at that point, I think it was the 2000, 2001 school year, uh, we ended up on strike. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was not fun. Um, and just so happened, um, a posting came open over here uh, at KS Maui for a PE position. And I had applied. And yeah, I count my blessings. Um, I still remember sitting in the interview with uh, Leanne and Cordy. Yes. Uh, up at the elementary yeah. office um, and talking with them. And yeah, when I got the phone call to, you know, be hired, um, yeah, I was ecstatic. Yeah, next chapter. Yeah, it was, it was hard leaving Hana. Mm-hmm. And I think it wasn't, I think the whole idea of being on strike and all of that negativity that came from that experience, yeah, definitely um, at that point in my life was like, okay, I'm done with the DOE. <laughs> next, yeah. next chapter. Yeah. I remember holding signs at the top of the school. I remember, yeah. Time. I remember you guys there with mom yeah. and under that tent and... Yeah. Yeah. 
Good times. Yeah, but good good experiences and definitely building blocks too. So when you were getting ready to transition to Kamama, Maui, was that um, insight that, okay, you have now a focused grade level? Because it was just intermediate, right? Or did you also no, teach elementary? Actually, I yeah, when oh, I came okay. over here, yeah, it was still um, uh, K through 8. Okay, so you taught that. So I still had the, the K grade through levels. 8. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. And that was actually fun in, in that respect because the campus was still new and... Yeah, I can go on and on, but I, I will never forget bussing um, kids down to the Pukulani pool um, yes, for our swimming lessons. Yes, we had lessons. to go swim at the yeah. pool. That's Even right. the little ones. And then just, yeah, just being there to help them through that whole experience, you know, of, of learn, learning. Um, I don't want to say learning how to swim, but at least learning, yeah. learning swimming and, Getting and stronger some good at techniques. It. Yeah, yeah. So I did, so when I first started, yeah, it was K through 8. Um, and then I think the second year was strictly middle school, okay. second or third year. And then the fourth year was all ninth grade. Okay. So there was those gradual yeah. progressions. Because the high school, at that point, it was still being built out in phases. Yes. So when I first started, the high school wasn't, um, wasn't built yet. Right on. Yeah. Okay. So you're here at Kamehameha Maui and, you know, how did... How did starting as the physical education teacher and now you're our headmaster? Oh, something happened in between, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I spent four years here at KS Maui. And while I was here, um, I was blessed to be able to go and get my uh, master's in ed admin. So um, while you're teaching. Also so while I was masters. teaching, got my master's, um, graduated with my master's. And yeah, just I think got to a point of, of wanting to know what else was out there um, mm -hmm. experience-wise. So I was working part-time um, for Aloha Airlines also at the time um, and knew a well knew one principal, uh, Jamie Yap. We were on the same crew, and he introduced me to another principal, uh, Kaipo Miller, oh, from right Princess on. Nahiana, who was looking for a VP. So we got to talking. Um, I ended up applying, and... Uh, yeah, he offered me a job as vice principal out in Lahaina. So I remember, um, and I do feel bad for this to this day, but I, I hope Jay forgives me um, for it. But I remember walking in, I think it was like the week before school was to start, and I had to talk to Jay and was like, um, I'm not going to return. Oh, um, okay. Here, yeah. <laughs> That's a quick and one. And she had just started um, as VP, um, and Warren Hitz was the principal. Yes. So, of course, that was not the best conversation I ever had to have, but it happened. And uh, so I went on to Princess, and I spent six years out there as the VP. Actually, seven years. Um, one year I was on active duty, and I'll go all over the place with that. But, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, so seven years out there, and then um, a principal job uh, became available on Oahu at uh, Jefferson Elementary in Waikiki. Yes. So I ended up moving there um, and spent four years as principal at Jefferson. And I think all through my experiences at elementary, I mean, my, my passion was secondary. I love elementary kids. Um, they're the best. They're loving. But it's, just, it's definitely a different engagement. Mm -hmm. um, so Kamehameha Schools had actually posted a position for a high school VP uh, at oh, Kapalama. Okay. So I had applied. And uh, I remember Julian Ako calling me. Uh, he was the principal there. And so he, 
you know, of course, you always get nervous when the phone rings, right? And it's that. So he's, he started off by saying, you know, I'm really sorry, um, but we decided to go with somebody else for the position. It was supposed to be for ninth grade because they were going to... Because they do they were gonna level, loop. yeah? Yeah, that was going to okay. be the first year that they had VPs at all levels. But then he proceeded to say, but um, I'd like to know if you'd be interested in taking the senior class because that vice principal um, recently announced her retirement. And we want to fill that position. Wow, what timing. So, yeah, um, it was nerve-wracking uh, coming in to take seniors. I mean, you know, they've already had four years or, or three years of working with with people. And then now this new guy is going to come in and finish the year with them. But it was, yeah, it was the best experience. Um, it was great to be back at a high school. Um, I think I made a lot of what what I would call friends now who were former students then. But, yep. yeah, a great opportunity to engage. And then uh, so I spent two years as a VP there. Uh, then the third year at Kapalama, um, I was asked to come down as an assistant head of school okay. on an interim basis because they were going through a leadership change there. And just so happened, um, you know, this position here um, became available. Uh Thought I would try. Yeah. Um, I think it was always a desire to come home to Maui at some point. So as you're rising, you know, through these ranks, um, what are you thinking? Like, are you, are you, are you gung ho? I'm, I'm want to, I want to do mm. this. Uh, were there ever feelings of, of nervousness or even transitioning from one campus to the next, um, coming home? I think How? I think there's nervous. I, I think nerves was always a factor. I mean, yeah. I don't think I don't think any age you are. Um, well, I don't know. This is just my own personal opinion. I don't think it matters how old you are. There's still moments when I get nervous, and especially at transitions. But I think it's just um, really rooting yourself in and where you've come from and the experiences that you had and the support that you have and knowing that you know, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Um, and really trying to establish good connections and rapport sooner rather than later. Um, but I'll, I'll say, I don't know, Elio, if I ever, um, in going through these phases, I don't know that I ever was in one phase and said, I want something better or higher. Mm -hmm. I think I just kind of lived in that moment and tried to do my best and gain as much experience and then... Yeah, sure. As something else appeared, um, you know, I think I think try for the opportunity and yep. see. But um, yeah, I just I just count it as blessings that these doors opened when they did. Yeah. Um, and people had faith in me to to offer me a job and and to be able to do it. I mean, I I'll never forget when I interviewed for the Jefferson Elementary job. I mean, I was not from Oahu. Like, I had no connections <laughs> there, you know. Um, I remember the Kaz at the time, um, Steve Schatz, called me up, and we were having this conversation, and I thought, I don't stand a chance, you know. Like, here's this Maui guy coming into the big city. Like, who is that? But, yeah, I mean, he ended up offering me the job, and I really appreciate that opportunity, at least letting me get into an island in a district that I had never had any connections to, so... Well, I got to read um, that at Jefferson, 
It was voted and recognized as one of the top 25 elementary public schools <laughs> in Hawaii you while you were there. You're supposed to research. You was Googling, yeah? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but that's awesome, you know, hearing, just hearing how you felt throughout that transition and then, I know, will, the good I, that came I will give credit to the teachers and staff at that school. Um, academically, yeah, we had some things that we needed to improve, but the fact that they were willing yeah. and that they actually trusted me. I mean, this guy from, <laughs> from Maui that nobody knew. Um, but yeah, and they did, and we worked together, and kudos to them. They were able to achieve, I don't think, things that we ever thought we would have in yeah. the beginning. Shout out so, Jefferson. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. I, and honestly, like before I got the job, I never knew where Jefferson Elementary was. <laughs> like I was like, Jefferson Elementary in Waikiki, where is it's this? It's super close to... It's right across the zoo if you're ever there, yeah. It's kitty corner to the fire station right across the zoo. Yeah. Um, beautiful little spot right there, walking distance to the beach. Yeah, pretty neat. Best space. gig ever where you got free parking in Waikiki and you can walk to the beach. Yeah. So, yeah. <gasps> right on. So... That created vision, right, for our campus here now. Now that you're here, um, all that, all that lead, all that experience. So, now sitting in the Pookula position, headmaster, what, what is your vision for the campus? Whether it be five years out, ten years out, what do you see us going towards? I think I would say I really want this place to be um, to be a home for people, you know, where people can come, where they can um, be successful in their in their classrooms, both as students as teachers. They can be successful in their profession um, if if they're um, staff members outside of the classroom, uh, where our students can just really. Um, feel comfortable enough to engage yeah. in, in, in two-way dialogue. And I say take risks, but I don't want people to misinterpret <laughs> the take <laughs> risks. Because I think it's, it's take risks, but within reason, right? Like, uh, yeah. Strategic but, risk. Yeah, and, and safe risk, you know, but at least be comfortable enough to get outside of their skin and try something different, experience something different, um, all with the hope that they'll learn and grow and evolve because I think we're in a I think we're in a pretty pretty good space here where we've we've got this good record over the last twenty years. Yeah. Um, so how do we go from better to being best, right? And how do we improve that? Celebrate our accomplishments, but then turn it up a notch. You know, yes. um, society's changing. Our kids are changing. The world around them is changing. Um, I think it. I think. I don't know that it would be the best for us to be status quo. And expect a different product or a different result doing the same thing. Yeah. So that's why I think the taking risks and the being innovative and the, you know, the outside the box thinking and, and doing, um, that would be what I would want for this place and the people that are engaged um, with this campus. Do you see how our, our program here at the school will um, support Maui as a whole, the community? Oh, I think so. And I think it's exciting because I think we're at a point where we can have open dialogue at the enterprise leadership level about how we do that. And whether it's, um, whether it's seeing um, if a residential life program should be a part of the campus or whether we should invest um, 
in um, distance learning technologies to better serve our communities. Um, the fact that um, you know our CEO and members of Ahakuli are open to that kind of conversation, awesome. I think, awesome. is amazing. Yeah. And and the fact that um, you know myself and and my colleagues at Keaau and Kapalama can actually sit at that table and have that conversation and yeah, advocate. That's cool. I think is super amazing. Yeah. Um, so where we go, really, the sky's the limit. Um, I think. We've got a super supportive CEO, and we've got a board that's that's open to um, hearing about how we can do some exciting things on this campus. So I think it just it falls back on us to make it happen. So we do have the green light yeah. to at least um, yeah, take our campus to wherever we see it could potentially go. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to put a magic wand in your hand, okay. all right? And... Um, 10 years out now, 10 to 15 years out, what does that look like? Because now that we'll kind of double up now, right? On the word 10, 13 years out now. Yeah. So kind of, yeah. What if we, we doubled we, up on time now? What does that look like? You have the magic wand, remember. I have the magic <laughs> wand. So I'll go back to what I just said. I think I would love to see a residential life program on this campus, especially for our students from Hana, Moloka'i, and Lanai. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a super big one. You know, we're not, I don't know that we would envision modeling it after Kapalama, uh -huh. but at least an opportunity where our students wouldn't have to um, commute or not want to be engaged because distance and, and um, opportunity to, to live is a factor. Um, yeah. And I ultimately, I think I would like to see our campus continue to build out. Um, we haven't gotten our baseball field or our softball field yet. Uh huh. Um, I'd love to see that here. I'd love to see our enrollment increase. Yeah. Um, you know, we got roughly 250 applicants for kindergarten and, and sixth grade. Awesome. And only a limited amount of spaces presently. Mm. I'd like to see us uh, try to increase that a little bit more um, so that we can serve uh, that population base that has the biggest interest. Um, I'd like to see our, our I'd like to see where our high school might potentially go in terms of how we're structured. Um, not saying that the academies are not a good model, but I just wonder um, in our nine through twelve program, where could we go um, and how could we deliver that to, to give our kids the, the best experience in those four years that we have them? Yeah and yeah. I can definitely appreciate your all about the residential program. Um, so maybe another backstory is Dr. Parker drove me to school for five, four, three years, my brother and I. And I know my parents appreciated it because, yeah, we would have walked. No, I don't no. know. But... <laughs> I probably I probably wasn't the best on time person. No, you and I probably wasn't the best in com uh, conversation. But I yeah I I think that was um, that was so helpful for our family. Well, and that's it really what was. I would say this now, and I, I I would hope that you guys would agree. But that's what family does for each other. It was so, awesome. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. you're welcome. And then my parents were like, "You better get your license now, so you can." <laughs> start driving um well i appreciate that because i look back Eleo, and you know i've seen where you've gone and done and both alkele and yeah. even kahili i mean yeah, she's in, in yeah. their own rights yeah but yeah. 
super proud of you guys and your Thank accomplishments. You. So yep. yeah, definitely had a hand in it. Yeah. All right. So going back on, on Ohana and, you know, Malama and one another, do you remember when you kindly took, took me to college to <laughs> San Diego State University for my first year? I do remember that. I remember um, it was me, you, and your mom. Yeah. And we flew up. Um, and I remember going to Ikea. That was really good. Thank you. <laughs> my mom wouldn't have took me there. <laughs> yeah, Ikea is... Ikea is not a good place to go. <laughs> I have too much Ikea. Um, well, it was really good for my dorm because, <laughs> yeah, I I was a little nervous about my dorm when I got there. I was in Zura Hall and it uh, it looked a little um, different. I, I remember walking in and I don't know who those guys were that lived next to you, but I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> you better keep your hands off. Well, I didn't know it was a co-ed dorm. <laughs> And I was a little, I was a little nervous about that because I was trying to be in the dorm where three of my other friends were going to be, uh. three of my other classmates. And my mom filled out my form for me <laughs> and sent it in. And I was like, no, no, mom. <laughs> but I remember that. And um, do you remember my roommate? I, I don't. Um. She was a gal from Orange County and... I was really nervous when I found out that that was my roommate. Okay. Okay. I remember stories later, which we won't yeah. <laughs> share here in this episode. But yeah, I do remember hearing from mom about those adventures. Yeah. 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 So that as the, was... um, you know, as the class of 2019 gets ready to graduate or go off to college and what what do you think that they should know as, mm. as graduating seniors? Maybe things to look out for, Ikea locations. Um, what, what should they know? I, I, I don't know. I, I think maybe the first thing I would think of um, is listen to your parents. Yeah. Um, how old am I? At 45? I think I'm 45. 45 or 46. I lost track already. But I think even now I reflect back, like if I had listened to my parents, like I probably wouldn't have experienced um, hardships in my life, uh, if you can even call it that, but just experiences. Because I know we think we know everything yeah. at 18. And that's okay too. You know, it's okay to have confidence and and that kind of stuff. But I really do think, you know, if you have an opportunity to take advice from your parents um, I would listen. It's okay yeah. to pause and, and allow them to share uh, their advice based on experiences because I'm sure they've experienced a lot in yeah. each of their own ways. Um, the only other thing I would, or maybe a few other things I might say is, you know, be confident, but yeah. not arrogant. I think it's important for you to know where you come from. And that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. You know, never be ashamed of who you are, yeah. but be humble you know, um, but be confident and know that you can succeed out there, whether it's here at home or whether you take a leap of faith and end up in a dorm room with a girl from Orange <laughs> County, right? Um, it's okay, you know, because um, I do think for all of our kids here, I think they underestimate who they really are, not only as Hawaiians, but as young men and women. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think they should do that. I said it earlier and I, I 
do want to be careful in how it's interpreted, but I really do think it's it's kind of having that that openness to take a risk, you yeah. know. Um, maybe you're not ready to go off to college on the mainland. Maybe you're not even ready to go off to college, right? It's okay. But if and when that opportunity presents itself, take the leap. Nice. I, I don't think you ever know what it's like until you try it. Yeah. And I would say, even if you try and you got to come back home or it didn't work out for you, like, that's okay. Because at least you tried. Yeah. You know, and I don't know that anybody will be in a worse position for trying something and growing from that experience. Mm -hmm. um, and the only other last thing I would say, and I, I know people, <clears throat> you know, can take this any way they want, but I think really it's about loving each other and taking care of each other. Yeah. Um, whether it's your own family or yourselves as peers. Well, your own family, your peers and your friends, but most importantly, yourself. Like, I don't think anybody should ever feel like they get into a situation where they can't handle it. Yeah. Um, and they got to know that, um, yeah, there's people that they can turn to, um, but know that they're good. Like, they're inherently inside of them. They're, they're solid and they're good and they should never... Um, yeah, I'm going down a path right now, but I'm I'm just thinking. Yeah, just just Self be confident. Love. Yeah, yep. yeah. Mindfulness. Nobody should yourself. ever get to a point of being in a dark space. Yeah. Yeah. Know that there's help out there, and and you can talk through it with anybody. Heck, even if you got to call back at this office, like, like call. You know, and I think anybody on this campus would step up if there was Definitely. anything you needed. And I'm, I'm even talking just Manini kind of stuff, right? Like, yeah. I need help on this paper. I'm not really sure what this means. You know, yeah. call. Yeah, and that's a very comforting aspect of our campus. It's it's so close. It's call, make sure you're okay. Mm -hmm. Keeping mm -hmm. keeping ties close is is important, and I think yeah, we all do a good job at yeah. carrying that out. I think one of the most amazing things that that comes from this campus, in my experience, and I remember the first time I walked into the hallway here, and the whole high school was there. And I had to chuckle to myself because I was like, this is the whole high school? Like, at Kapalama, <laughs> this is one class, you know? Okay, like, 450 yeah. is one class. And I still remember talking to people today where they're like, I don't remember everybody, you know? Yeah, I don't even remember everybody me. at my... I mean, I got to admit, I don't even remember everybody from my graduating class at Maui High, you know? But when you got 100-some here, like, this is really an opportunity to be a family. And I know people have, you know, their differences, but... I think as you get older, sometimes you just got to put that away and, um, yeah, and yeah. take care of each other and know that, yeah, with a hundred some kids or students, I should say, yeah, yeah you're in a good space. Yeah. You so cherish that. Care. Yeah. Yeah. On, um, on another note, uh, I do see all these Hawaiian Airlines, uh, jets in your office and Delta. Oh. Is this, what, what are these for? Uh, yeah. The benefits? No. I, I will admit I do have an addiction. <laughs> um, and it is to travel. But, uh, yeah, the planes are just a... Uh, yeah, it's just a collection. Um, I think all of the commercial ones here I've, I've flown on. Yeah. Um, that's kind of my thing. Like, if I fly on it, I'll, I'll grab a model of it. Um, so did this travel, uh, you know love for travel come when you were in, you know, in the service, like full on your active duty. Mm. 
I think it was there from, you know, if I have to reflect back on that question, I think it was there from when I was a small kid, because I'll never forget my dad. This was back in the day when Kahului Airport was different, but um, I'll never forget my dad taking me to the airport, and I'm trying to remember where it is now in relation to things, but um, it's kind of where the private jets park. But you could drive right up over there to the wooden fence before, and he'd park, we'd sit on the hood of the car, eat McDonald's, and like a baboos, I would be waving to the planes. <laughs> And I'm sure the passengers thought I was nuts, but um, yeah, we would just do that and spend time watching planes take off and land um, and having a blast. So I think from then, um, I've always wanted to. Um, this is probably TMI, but I even tried, interviewed to be a flight attendant with Hawaiian and Aloha, and I never got it, but that's Me okay. Me too. <laughs> you know, I mean, things happen. Things so happen. for those of you that do try, never be discouraged, okay? Yeah. And know that it. I applied three times to be a PE teacher at Kamehameha, and on the third one... I was blessed to be hired, so never be discouraged either, you know. I mean, if it doesn't happen the first time, never count that as a closed door. Um, but, yeah, going back to the planes, and then I think, um, yeah, just a love for flying. I ended up, like I said earlier, working for the airlines, um, so enjoyed doing that. And, uh, yeah, just love those benefits. And then, um, so I had gotten out of the Air Guard in, in 2000, roughly, roughly 2000, um, and then I was on a break for like, I think seven years. And then my friend from college, um, Kai Kahele, he's a state senator now from Hilo, but, um, we were, we were at UH together in the same PE program and he called me out of the blue one day and he's like, Hey, we, um, we're looking for load masters. Um, you think you want to come back into the air guard? So I was like, okay, I don't know. I'm 35. I don't know that I want to go through all of this again, but, um, yeah, it was an opportunity to fly. Um, you know, all the, all the stupid little, little boy things, right? I get to wear a flight suit. I get to have a leather jacket. I get to fly, be cool, all of that. Um, but yeah, I, I ended up interviewing, got offered the job. And, uh, so went back in, spent a year in training on active duty and and stuff. And then, uh, came back. So I did that for, um, eight years. Um, and then, you know, when this job opened up, I, it was a struggle to keep up with the requirements. Um, you need to fly so many hours a month and, and, yes, and yeah. um, you know, do certain training requirements. And that was, that was too much of a stretch. So I ended up transitioning into another um, unit with the Air Guard. So I'm still in. Still involving um, aircraft. It's an airlift planner. But, uh, yeah, the loadmaster job was, was a pretty sweet gig. Yeah. Well, mahalo for your service through it all. No, I I appreciate the opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. It was, the Loadmaster one was hard to call it work. So out of all of that, then where was your most favorite place to travel to? What's the highlight location? Recommendations? Recommendations. (laughs) I don't know. There's plenty. Um, I think Germany was amazing. Um, But I will have to say, I think that experience in Hungary, um, was pretty remarkable. Awesome. Um, Budapest in itself is an amazing city. Um, lots of history there. Um, Hawaiians in Germany, Hungary. Yeah, um, just just amazing. I think, yeah, plenty of places. I, I I think those would would have been the most unique. Um, I'll never forget flying over Afghanistan, um, and landing there, um, seeing the outskirts of Djibouti, um, Africa, and just being very appreciative of what I was going to be able to come home to yep. and, and seeing what other people um, have or don't have. 
but yeah, I mean, there's, I, if I could ever give anybody advice, I mean, if they have the ability to like travel, like see, the, see, see the world. Cause I think it, it allows you to see what else exists out there, but it also gives you an appreciation for what you have back home here. Yes. Cause I, I tell you at the end of the day, when you get to make that final approach into Kahului and you know, that door opens and you can breathe the Maui air, nothing compares. Awesome. Yeah, nothing compares. Where's your most favorite place you've traveled as headmaster? As headmaster? Hmm. You mean professionally or? Yeah. <laughs> professionally. Or. I would say, okay, well, I've been there before with the, with the military, but I think Thailand was a good experience. Um, we went there a couple of years ago on a recruiting trip. Awesome. Um, but that was, that, was, that was an amazing experience. More so to be a part of, of, of a KS group. Yeah. contingent and and to experience that but yeah it's a it's an amazing city in and of itself too yeah right if on. you love to shop <laughs> that's the do they have ikea <laughs> not ikea oh, okay not ikea <laughs> awesome are you gonna travel any place soon any other uh i would like to upcoming um yeah i don't know i'm trying to save vacation um <laughs> but Definitely, I think, somewhere, um, hopefully this fall during the break. We'll see. I, I don't know the destination yet. Yeah. Um, there's aspirations to travel to um, Eastern Europe, but I don't know that I'm that brave uh, yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like the stands. Yeah? The like Croatia. Croatia. And I'm, I'm assuming that's Eastern Europe, I think, or the remnants of. Yeah. Again, I apologize for the geography. Um, but, yeah, I... I, I hear only good things about it. I just, that's the chicken in me. Ah, um, it's all good. We all have a chicken in us. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, well, I'd like to mahalo you for your time. And are there any, any last words for, for our podcast this afternoon? I would just want to conclude with this. I do want to thank, uh, Lisa and Koholo for making this possible and for, um, allowing you know multiple perspectives to come to the table and, and engage and share and I'm super stoked that this opportunity exists and thank you to Eleu for joining me uh, and really making it comfortable yeah. and allowing this awesome. conversation to happen but um, no I think um, I think we've got an amazing place here and I really appreciate that these kinds of things exist and yeah, to all of our alumni out there listening or, or anybody um, affiliated with Kamehameha, um, know that this place is here. Home, it, it will always be home. Um, so don't ever have, hesitate to reach out or come back. And, and to our students here that might be listening, um, yeah, um, definitely enjoy your experience here. Make the most of it. And if you ever need help on anything, don't hesitate to reach out. Mahalo. Yeah, right. thank you. Mahalo. This is Hikina Rising, and we'd like to mahalo our headmaster, our Po'okula, Kamehameha Schools Maui, Dr. Scott Kale Parker, for time today. And we look forward to many, many more years all working together. Mahalo. Kina Rising is produced by Lisa Correa, technical producer Koholo Ricard, Kamehameha Schools Mai, headmaster Dr. Scott Parker, 
Assistant Headmaster Kelly Duclo, High School Principals J.R. Caava and Lance Cogasan, and Vice Principal Leo Delatorte.